You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning, man. And we've got a great show lined up uh, all the way from Danville, California. And let's see, it must be about 5 o'clock out there in the morning. What kind of person would wake up to talk to Jim and Steve? A car guy. A car guy. Okay, well, totally. 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 And there's uh, Steve's remark for the day. Totally. Okay, well, anyway, we've got... uh, Tim McGrain that we're going to be calling in a few minutes, so we thought we'd sort of catch up on what's going on right quick, and uh, then we'll give Tim a call and get him on the air, and we appreciate Tim uh, getting up so early. Now, here's a dedication. You guys have never done this. In the 10 years, 15 years, however many years, we you've never stayed at the station to be on the air the next morning. Yeah, but we're not nuts. Oh, well, I wouldn't call our guest nuts, but he stayed at the museum last night just to be on the classic. No, not really. They have a sleep in. I've never heard of it. Have you heard of museums doing that? No, but it might be a new thing. Um, But do you realize the extensive collection the Blackhawk collection is? One of the biggest. And their cars are absolutely stunning, gorgeous. Most of them are one offs. Huh. I mean, he's got some stuff there that uh, is phenomenal. Well, we'll be talking to him in a few minutes. Have you been through the museum? Or? No. But you just know about it? Yes. Yeah. It's on the bucket list. On the bucket list. Mm-hmm. And you said Danville's uh, just east of San Francisco. Okay. Not. I've not seen some of the cars they have there. Yeah, they tour cars. Yeah. And... Uh, if it was west of San Francisco, they'd be in the in the drink. Yes, <laughs> yes. I I was stationed just uh, south yes. of San Francisco. Yes, you were. Yes. So uh, no San Francisco. No. And uh, the drink is the drink is the drink. Let's see. I have a oh my the group that does uh, doctors for patient care the doctors lounge group. They're in. Uh, Monterey this weekend, as a matter of fact. Oh, for their convention? Well, they're having a big conference there, so... uh, (laughs) That's called a vacation. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Did you spend some time out there in the Monterey area? Yes. Uh, Fisherman's Wharf? Yes. You've eaten there? Yes, and and I'm a friend of John Steinbeck's, Cannery Row, and the whole thing, the aquarium. Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. We used to go there a lot. Yeah. Yeah, the Fisherman's Wharf, I... I, uh, I guess that's one of the best places I've ever eaten. Oh, like, yeah. This was many, many years yeah. ago. But, it used to be a big, that big flashing red lobster sign. <laughs> I can't think of the Excuse name me. of the restaurant in their million years. Uh, no, you're, thinking of, you're thinking of the one in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're, we're south. We're south. We're in Monterey. But, yeah, I know. That's Aliotos or uh, DiMaggio's. Yeah, we Square and all yeah. that. Not that, it, not that we're doing a tour show today, but Monterey, Carmel, Salinas. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carmel, Gilroy. And Carmel. Gilroy. 
in Kilroy? Gilroy. Uh, Gilroy. Yeah, the Gilroy. garlic capital of the world. Ah, not, not you know, it's funny. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, seriously. Huh. Well, anyway, so we've got uh, Timothy P. McCrane Grain is going to be joining us about uh, ten minutes after, fifteen minutes after, and we've got um, Mr. Ronaldo going mm-hmm. down to Florida to Amelia Island. Mr. Bill Warner's show. The Bill Warner's. Next weekend. Yeah, you'll have Big Al and Elvis is 507. Are you, are you going to call in to the call in to us from down there and I tell us? Know. Pardon? I don't know what's oh. going on. I, don't, I can probably Saturday there's really nothing. Yeah. So I can don't don't wave at anybody. You might own an S.J. Yeah. Duesenberg. Well, we're staying right next to the Goodings auction. Yeah. Well, isn't, isn't the Friday look Saturday day? Saturday is the, the car show, the... Cars and coffee, yeah. Ah, okay. Sunday is when the the thing is. Well, we'll just have two shows. uh, You'll be here Saturday and Sunday, and we'll have Steve calling in. Say what? Say what? Yeah. (laughs) That's where I am, too. Say what? Uh, Uh, No, well, that ought to be fun, though, Steve. That's... uh, You've been there before, right? Yeah, several times, yeah. Last time I was with with Harold Coker and the Thomases were they. Feature car, and he had seven of his. And at the National Medium Florida that we were just at Ocala, they his grandson bought the last, brought the last of Harold's Thomas Flyers that was just finished, first time out. Beautiful car. Uh, what color yeah. is this one? Uh, a very dark, dark blue. Ooh, really nice. Yeah. Really, really. You know, really, really nice car. So. Yeah, you know, we've we've talked about, and we've talked to Bill a number of times about Amelia Island. Collectively, when they pull onto that island, and there's God knows how many cars. Well, what what would you bet in the millions are sitting there? Gazillion. You you could, you, uh, you yeah, know, you can't, you can't. I mean, David, everything. Bill has for the show is unique, and I mean everything he does is unique. That's why Steve's coming. Yeah. No, seriously, he's yeah, he'll fit right in. And uh, you've got all these gorgeous cars because RM Sotheby's and Gooding both have auctions. There. Yeah, but they don't come. But if we just could sit here and figure all the cars on the island, oh yeah, at the top, yeah, then you count that. And then they've got. Porsche has got a private show of, and they've got six hundred Porsches registered. Six hundred? Oh yeah, Steve oh, will be heel yeah. clicking almost Saturday morning if he Change goes near. Change chairs, Steve. I think you. No, I'll try. You let the gas out of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let it out of me, and that's what pushed it down. <laughs> Only on America's Web Radio. But anyway, oh, okay, yeah. so it, it, it would have to be. Well, a hundred million? You I, think? Oh no, that's just a that's a start. Wow. Well, you figure these auctions now they they get if you look in Hemmings, the uh, uh, Barrett Jackson's total sales for Scottsdale was a hundred and eleven million. Holy cow! That was just them, and every auction company has another auction going on. That uh, there was another one they had in Hemmings this month that was. Eleven million, because Bear Jackson is the star. That's where you bring they bring the big stuff. So you figure there's probably there's probably in each of these auctions 
total, figure $25 million, and there's four of those, so there's $100 there's million right million. there wow. without the cars on the yeah. show field. And then you get RM and Gooding at Amelia, and they probably alone have $100 million a piece when you figure, or together, just the two, I mean, just because they've got some million-dollar yeah, they'll plus yeah, they, yeah, R&M and uh, R&M and Goodings probably. You know, just it. sitting there, I figured out why I didn't get an invitation. An invitation to go to Amelia. Well, or you can to go to the auctions or anything it's, else. It, my a, my twenty five bucks would not get me very. You far. could go. I mean, yeah. you can go. You can go, but you couldn't get in because it's <laughs> yeah. ninety five bucks. Oh, well, that that let me out too. Yeah. Ah. You know, I just. It must be like Steve going down. It must be nice just to rub elbows with well, the hobnob with the hobnobs. Let, let, let me say this. I think Amelia is like Pebble was 30 years ago. Hmm. And um, it, it's just built us such an incredible... Well, he's won that award... In, in Europe twice, or for the best show in the world. Well, you know, how how could it fail with someone like Bill being in charge of it? Yeah. And I mean, but, and you the, can't find a nicer guy. You can't find. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just perk. And the charities. That's charity, the thing yeah. they support. The charities. I can't remember offhand. Do you remember offhand what he said? How much they gave to total uh, over the whole period of the. Twenty yeah, approximate whatever. years, yeah, over three million, <coughs> three million dollars. So, yeah, it's it's just I and mean, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah it's different. It, yeah, it, the, the Concorde stuff is just different. Yeah, and and but he, his selection of cars is so unique every year. One year it may be East Coast versus West Coast hot rides. One year it could be Porsches. One year it could be Sterling Moss's cars. One year it could be. And Stuck's cars. Do you remember I was asking him uh, when we had him on, I don't know, whenever it was, not the last time, but a time before that, I believe, and we asked him, uh, it was right after Amelia that we had him on, sort of recapping right, uh, right. Amelia, and, and ask him, well, when do you get started for 2017? Yeah. And he said, we've already started. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah they're working 2018 already. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Or beyond, probably, even. Yes, I would think so. So because we have a, I know a couple of people that are on the the committee big time with you know with him doing that stuff. So it takes a lot, especially if you're going to do. The difference between what he does is he has a theme, like like Jim was mentioning. You know, they'll have they'll have something special. It's not just a car show. You just don't go and see a bunch of cars parked in a row. There's there's something special going going yeah. on, something that makes it unique. And there's usually like this year there's also cars in the movies. Yeah, the movie cars. Yeah. But then you've got little tidbits like Elvis's five oh seven. I don't know what that is. That's a BMW roadster that he bought I really in Germany. Al- Elvis had a BMW? Yes, yes. Good heavens. When he was courting Priscilla. Priscilla. You so he'd pick her up at the elementary school? Uh, beats me. <laughs> Beats me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Al answers the feature there, and uh, I think he has the cars of Brumos, which was uh, yeah. 
the Volkswagen Porsche distributor out of Jacksonville for years. Yeah. What do you guys so, think of the new NASCAR stuff? Have you watched it? Did you watch Daytona? You mean the demolition derbies? Uh, the the three th- I think it's the absolute worst race I've ever seen yeah. in NASCAR. I, it's yeah. just... And, you know, I went on NASCAR.com to see if there was a, a way to contact them and give them your thoughts. There's no... there's no. Well, it, it's a one-sided deal. Yeah, they, they don't want to hear. But that... Yeah. And everybody... And I know a lot of big-time NASCAR fans. They all said, if it doesn't get any better than this, they're done with it. Yeah. Because it's just well, and, stupid. And they're here this weekend at Atlanta yeah. Motor Speedway. And you've heard nothing hardly much about it. I've, no. I heard very little talk um, about it. Yeah, they have the uh, truck race and uh, Xfinity race today and, and tomorrow. qualifying yeah, or yeah. something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow's the Monsters. Yeah, yeah. So, but all three races nine, were nine, devastating. Five, six, seven, I mean, they just eight, destroyed eight, a ton of cars. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, the aero package yeah, is go really go goofy. Uh, and uh, um, okay, let me transfer you. Okay. The. Uh, uh, that that three segments, I yeah. that's just dumb. Yeah. Some parts I like. I like the the I like the five minute rule, so they don't bring all those junkers back out there. Yes, I agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Some people don't like can, that. Can you hear me? Okay. But yeah. you think if okay, yeah. we'll get going. Okay. Are we, are um, we here? Are, are we, we live? We we are no. Some of us are no. alive. Some of us are dead. But <laughs> Tim McGrain is on the phone from Danville, California. And Jim, I, I, just because it's you, Jim, I promised Tim that you would pay the exorbitant price of him having to get, get up at five o'clock in the morning in California, and that you'll you'll put the check in the mail this afternoon. That's my privilege. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Tim, how you doing? Very good, thank you. Yeah, good morning, Tim. Jim Weber here and my esteemed yeah, colleague. Steve Ronaldo. Hi, how you doing? Morning, Steve. Yeah, we uh, got a kick out of the fact that uh, you have a sleep in there. That's, uh, that's yeah, the first I don't, thing. Yeah, what's a sleep in? I, that's something. I've been in this hobby a million years, and that I've never heard. Well, we, it's, uh, it's called Night at the Museum. And uh, we did a charity auction last year, and uh, we had some interesting packages. Jay Leno gave us a package. Pebble Beach get Concord gave us a package. And we created this opportunity for a group of 10 uh, kids to do a, a sleepover at the museum. And that was last night, or it's still going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonderful. Now, what time do we get there for breakfast? <laughs> Actually, in about 30 minutes, we'll have pancakes. Oh, Wow. We'll, well, we'll save some for you. Yeah, well, unfortunately, yeah. Well, our layer's down, cool. so we can't come out. <laughs> hey, uh, while I've got you, and before we really get into a lot of things, you have some spectacular cars there, and at one time you had a Delage D8 120 Coupe that I believe was the ex-Aga Khan car. Do you still have that? We do not. I, I, I know of the car. Yeah, um, it's been a number of years since that car has been on display at the museum. But yes, we did have that, and that's you know one of the cars. You know, we've been extremely fortunate that we've had some spectacular cars, and we have some spectacular cars in the museum. But the collection has rotated over the years. Yes, and that's what I like about your collection. In fact, I see your two-page ads. I believe an octane every month, and you've always got one or two spectacular cars for sale in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. Do you remember the background of that car? 
Um, to be honest, off the top of my head, especially at this time in the morning over here, I don't. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Do you, all right. Uh, has, it's enough for me to remember all the cars that we have on display without yeah, you know, sure. the, the ones think, that used to be there. All right. Well, I do, just had a personal interest in it, but go ahead. Do, do you think Tim has set us up now for anything he doesn't answer? He'll just blame it on the time? We could. Yeah. yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him because well, I can use that at eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I know you have you have your museum. The and by the way, he's from the Blackhawk Collection, uh, which is probably one of the the premier auto museums in the United States. One of the top five, that's for sure. Uh, well known and and uh, respected by everybody, and they're in the San Francisco uh, San Francisco area. And you guys do a great job. You guys bring your cars out. That's the thing that I like that you guys do. You you, you bring your cars out for the public to see. You don't have to go to your place. And I think that's pretty cool that you guys do that stuff. Um, do, will you keep the three bats there? Is that something you're you're planning on just making a permanent part of the museum? That That is. Um, yeah. You know, they are mostly... Uh, I refer to them sometimes as sort of our Mona Lisa. People come specifically to <laughs> yes, see them. Yes. Um, you know, they were last year. They were on the um, exhibit at the Frist Art Museum in Nashville, Tennessee. The board approved that, but very rarely do they leave the, the museum. Right. Right. Yeah. What are bats other than uh, Louisville well, sluggers? Basically, they're Bertone. I don't know. Tim, can you give us the. I can. They are a trio of cars. They were built in uh, 1953, 54, and 55. They're based on an Alfa Romeo, but they, as the terms of the Alfa, they were built by Bertoni. And they were styling exercises. You know, in the era when coach building was going away, Bertoni wanted to show the world their talents, and they created these cars. And they're referred to as the BAT cars because BAT is the acronym for Berlinetta Technometer Aerodynamica. And they were uh, an aerodynamic styling exercise, and, and of course, being Italian, they were you know exquisitely designed. Um, quite possibly considered, uh, they refer to as bat five, seven, and nine. Yeah. And bat seven, you see a picture of it, it maybe one of those cars. You go, oh, I've seen that before. Um, you know, one of the greatest styling exercises in automotive history, probably. Yeah, Franco Scaglioni designed those, if that's, I remember. That's the one with the big sweeping wings in yes, the back. Yeah, uh, on Alpha 1900 platforms. Yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are absolutely stunning. It's yeah. so unusual. Well, at, that 7 was owned by S.H. Arnold at one time. And uh, Bat 5, help me on this, Tim, was it 5 that had the... the um, Fins cut off, the wings cut off. It was. It, w- it was cut off at, at one time. It was. Yeah. It was used as a road car. I've even seen some pictures of it where it was raced, had the wings on. But at one time, right. those, those wings were cut off uh, right. back in the late fifties. And seven, I think, was hanging upside down in South Bend, Indiana, when I saw it. And Why would that be? A guy, a guy owned it and didn't know what he had, and hung it from his garage <laughs> roof. Yeah. Yeah, that was really. There for that's a pretty long time. weird. And and nine was found on a used car lot up in Traverse City, Michigan. So how many were there total? Three, five, seven, and nine. What happened to one through four? 
<laughs> Tim, help. Uh, you know, I, I won't reason with you about the uh, Italian naming uh, protocol. Yes, yes. <laughs> tell, tell me how long have you been with the museum? Uh, this is my second time around. Um, I was involved with the museum at Don Williams from 93 through 2000 and then went off to do other things. And then five years ago, and Don Williams and I stayed very close and uh, the museum was getting ready to, to come up for its 25th anniversary. And he called me and said, have you ever thought about coming back to the museum? And, and at the time I said, well, no, I hadn't. What are you thinking? Um, well, well, obviously this is what he was thinking of coming back. So four years ago, uh, just January, uh, I came back to the museum. Wonderful. Now, talking about the museum, you also have a Western collection there too, correct? We do. The museum is widely known as an automotive museum. Um, it opened just over 28 years ago. Um, the three years after the automotive museum opened, we had a, we referred to it as our West Wing. Um, when it first opened, it was natural history and paleontology. And over the past 25 years, that part of the museum facility has rotated different exhibits, uh, non-automotive exhibits. There's been an American history exhibit there. And three years ago, uh, Mr. Baring on the board felt that there was a, a, a need to, you know, not change our direction, but diversify uh, our focus for an educational point of view. Um, so we opened what's called the Spirit of the Old West Gallery. Excellent. And so do you, the, you have uh, uh, Remingtons and that type of thing in the museum? Or? Things like that. It's, it's actually the, the nucleus of the exhibition came from a, a collection that this gentleman in Cody, Wyoming had by the name of Jerry Fick. And Jerry had had some Native American ancestry, and, and Jerry's probably in his late 70s, and entire life had been collecting, you know, Native American and Western artifacts from the Plains Indians area. And uh, he had no succession plan. He had kids, but uh, they, their kids were no interest in what Dad was doing. And Mr. Baring had been informed about this. And part of the collection also included this topographical table, which is a 140-foot-long diorama that, that depicts all different parts of Western history from the early nineteen early seventeen hundreds to the um, excuse me from the mid seventeen hundreds to the early nineteen hundreds, and um, that that the table which is you know in, in, in a lot of detail um, and the collection of the artifacts Mr. Baring felt would be um, educationally very interesting for the museum. So the gallery was transformed into this this and tells a story about the Western expansion and. You know, as, as much as um, the automobile is extremely important, you know, as, as, a, as a technological and sociological development, no school teacher has that on the curriculum. So, you know, to, to talk to a teacher about sending kids to a car museum would be a very short conversation. Yes. But Western history is on every um, school curriculum, in California at least. And so we get a lot of school trips coming to the museum Good. because of the Western history, and we are now yeah. able to show, in addition to that, we are now able to spend time with them and talk to them about the automobile. So I, I saw a lot of John movies as a kid. I, uh, I applaud, we applaud yes. what you're yes. doing. In fact, one of the reasons that, uh, and I've said this a thousand times at this point, uh, the reason we do the show is that to keep this industry, this hobby going, We've got to get the attention of the young people, and uh, 
we we applaud your effort and what you're doing with the cars and i i personally have a a very very big interest in uh, uh, native americans and our western as the guys that are sitting here with me know uh, I, my uncle was very very involved he was a big rancher in new mexico and uh, he he spent thousands and thousands of dollars buying and visiting native americans and um, there's a uh, it used to be called west texas state museum in canyon texas and uh, he he had generously given two floors of native american paraphernalia to uh, the west texas is now i think uh, university of texas uh, in Canyon Museum, but uh, I was brought up around, and, and you know I can remember he and I went uh, arrowhead hunting, and I've got an arrowhead collection that, that would make many people very envious, and I, I hope you all have a bunch of arrowheads as well, and not like Jim we Weber, but the regular like arrowheads. Everybody started, it sounds like everybody started collecting arrowheads that got them into this thing. That's, that's Jerry's that's one of the things that got him started. Uh, but uh, no, that, that's that's wonderful. One thing I did uh, find very interesting, obviously, as a car museum, and, and I've been a lifelong car person, um, and and I, my 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 only um, tie with American history, Native American history, is I I went to high school. The town that my high school was in, I lived down in the country, is the town in England where Pocahontas is buried. So that's the extent of my Native American knowledge <laughs> before this collection came to the museum. Pocahontas but a lot of the car people, a number of the car people um, were very passionate and some of them um, are collectors of mm-hmm. Native American. Of course, you don't don't have that conversation until the collection came to the museum. Yes. That, yeah, We have a, a Western museum here up in Cartersville called the Booth Museum, which is... Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, which is fabulous, too. Um, you know, I, I'm going to throw this... When I'm elected, I'm going to mandate that every kid in the country has to go to your museum. Is that a fair mandate? Sure. We're, we'll agree for you. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll, 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 start, we'll start waving the flag for you. Oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> you have a Cars and Coffee tomorrow. We do, first Sunday of the month. Okay. Uh, we do it year-round, fortunately, in, in, in California. Um, we were able to do that. We started it uh, just a couple of months after I, I returned to the museum. And, and, and as I tell people, they said, well, this is a great idea of yours. And I said, it's not my idea. I just borrowed it from somewhere else. I moved up here from Southern California. And I think most people consider the, it doesn't happen anymore now, but there was a Cars and Coffee that... Uh, Right in Irvine, that most people consider sort of you know that uh, John Kleinert from Ford Motor Company started, and most people sort of consider that at the time was the you know the start of the, the, the sort of the cars and coffee movement. But we um, we came up with it. We decided to do it, and uh, a number of people in this area sort of hadn't heard about it. And I said, "This is really simple. You come when you want, you leave when you want, you drive what you want. We hand you a free cup of coffee." Wow. And um, it, it does fall under that be careful what you wish for feeling. Um, yes. We got 90 car, 98 cars the first month, um, and it, it grew steadily after that. And then one month we had sort of a, just a tidal wave of cars uh, come in, and the most we've had is 877 cars. Um, we get, you know, depending upon the weather, um, anywhere from 550 to 650 cars. And... Uh, or any part of the bargain is we can't run out of coffee, and we, and we don't. Yeah, well, but it's, been, but it's been a great outreach program, 
And, you know, one of the things you, you may, may mention about getting young people into the car movement, I mean, we, uh, we make sure that everybody feels welcome. We greet everybody, whether it's a, a gentleman with a, you know, European sports car or a vintage car or a young kid with a half-finished, you know, import or tuna project. Um, because it's important we have to embrace everybody that likes cars. Tim, I'm going to have to stop you there. We've got to take a break. Uh, we've got two great sponsors, um, Passport Transport, which I'm sure you're familiar with, and also uh, J.C. Taylor Insurance. And we're going to hear a word about both of them right now. We'll be back with Tim right after this. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, Consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back on the Classic Car Show, and we've got Mr. Timothy McRain with, uh, on with us today from the Black Hawk Museum in Danville, California. Tim, thank you so much for getting up at a terrible hour. Maybe you can have a cup of coffee and go back to sleep after the show. <laughs> I, actually, I'm a morning person, so the reality is I'd be up anyway. Oh, okay. But, well, well, yeah. when we run out of guests or, or we have a guest uh, drop out, we'll just give you a call on yeah. the Saturday. Uh, <laughs> speak, speaking of that, you've got a, a speaker series, and I understand you just had David Alms on. That must have been an absolutely hilarious program. It absolutely was. You know, we knew David was going to be good. We've all watched him on television for his Formula One commentating, and, and I've seen him at a couple of events. He was an honoree at Amelia Island a few years ago, and uh, uh, but but he did disappoint, didn't disappoint, and, and we had a packed um, audience. We had about 550 people show up, um, and normally they, they last about an hour presentation, and chatting with David, I just said, I'm just going to let you talk, and... Uh, he had two hours worth of stories and probably could have kept on going for another two hours, but he, he was hilarious and, and great stories. Oh. As I told somebody, he's got great stories and he's a great storyteller. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. He we we have Bill Warner on occasionally. He's kind ah. of one of our uh, distinguished Bill. colleagues. In fact, if you're not careful, we're going to make you one. Um, Bill talked about the time that David last time David was at Amelia, and of course, a little more lubrication, and David becomes <laughs> even more vociferous. So, <laughs> yeah, we enjoy him very much too. Um, you've got some coming up too. I understand. We do. This this is a series that's been going on for a number of years at the museum. We do it in the spring and the fall. Obviously, during the summer months, there's lots of other distractions. And um, we normally do it you know, once a month, although uh, we've been very fortunate to have some great speakers, so we've done a couple of months. So the next one coming up is a, a gentleman. He's affectionately referred to as Jim O, uh, Jim Oberhofer. Um, mm-hmm. He's been in, in the world of, of NHRA drag racing for over two decades is the crew chief for the Coletta team and it's the first time we've had anybody from the, from the drag racing world but we always try to sort of diversify the, the speakers that we have we choose automotive personalities whether they're we lost him uh, Tim okay well um, oh boy! Let me, uh, get him back well, home. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were back. talking about uh, drag racing. Uh, I, the thing that's amazing is the fact that they have such diversification as he's talked about. He's, they've got Marshall Buck yeah. coming, who's the a, Coletta guy. Will, yeah. will be very interesting. Oh he yeah, was quite easy. Connie and well, and the and and the nephew Doug and and, and they were very 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 interesting people in his. Connie was married to Shirley Muldowney for yeah, a while. Yeah, Cha-Cha. Shirley Cha-Cha no, Don't call her Cha-Cha anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. She, I don't know if she's still alive. I, I mean. She is, but uh, he's got a fleet of 747s. He flies car parts all over the world. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Um, really? And uh, not only are they drag racers, but they're midget. Yeah, they were, doing, they were doing some sprint car stuff. I don't yeah. know if they still do or not. Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. And... Uh, Anyway, but the other interesting guy coming is Dave Friedman, who is the Shelby and Ford official photographer from the 60s, quite a historian, and has written a bunch of books on Shelby and when they raced at the time. And uh, I, it, collection I, of his OEM parts. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> con- continuous. Uh, so, and then your your favorite movies, the Cars movies, the little cartoons with all the... Paul Newman and all the f- famous people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they like a, those movies. Yeah, those are pretty cool. I lost just on one yeah. or the other. Wow. Okay, hold on. Those, those, are, pretty, those are pretty cool. Yeah. The Pixar guy. Yeah. That should, that, you know, that's a little different, but it's yeah. still. Okay, uh, we've got uh, Tim. You're back on with us. Uh, I'm back. I don't know what happened there. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't either, but you uh, were talking about Jim O, the NHRA uh, yeah. crew chief. Yeah, so Jim Oberhoff is coming out. Um, we've got um, Chris Bock, uh, Chief Judge for the uh, famed Pebble Beach Concord d'Elegance. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris is going to come out and talk to us about a little bit about the history, well, I wouldn't say a little bit, about the history of, of Pebble Beach, but also, just as importantly, what, what that event does each year to remain you know, the, the, the most important you know, classic car event on the international calendar. Um, we had a gentleman coming out from the East Coast, Marshall Buck, for about 30 years. He's been uh, you know, one of the foremost builders of, of scale model cars. And he's going to come and, and, and talk to our, our members and, and visitors about that whole world of um, you know, large-scale model building. And um, his, his work is incredible. To, yeah. And then in, in June, we don't have the exact date 
fixed up, but uh, we'll be very, very fortunate. Jay Ward is with Pixar Studios, and, and Jay is a, a car person, and, and his job, he's responsible for all things cars in the world of Pixar. So with Cars, I've got the new Cars 3 movie coming out, and Jay's going to come and talk to us about, um, and because we were able to sort of time it, or I wouldn't say we were, we followed uh, Pixar's lead, and they're going to have him come out very close to either just before or just after the new Cars release in June. He'll be able to talk about the whole world of the, the Cars uh, movie and franchise. So. Beautiful. Yeah, th- those movies are fabulous. They are just wonderful, and of course, I, I well remember the late Paul Newman in, in the first movie, and that was that was phenomenal. But, yeah. and, and, and talking about David Hobbs, you know, yeah. David in the cast too. He played uh, the radio, the right, the TV announcer, race announcer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah right. I'd that's forgotten right. that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Tim, Tim, you you mentioned Amelia. Are you going this year? I, I am. Um, well, maybe that, maybe that, you that, can that. meet up with uh, Steve Ronaldo at some point or the other. Yeah. He'll be there. I look forward to it. We'll be wandering around. Yeah. With your uh, with your. America's Web Radio uh, pass on press pass. A what? I I gave you one of them. Yeah. What are you talking about, Tim? Are you bringing any cars to Amelia? We are not this year. We um, we used to have a um, uh, one of the D-type Jaguars. We actually had a, a red D-type Jaguar, and that's one of the classes that Bill had, and, and he was hoping that we were able to we'd be able to get that to Amelia. So for the first time in many years, the museum is, is not sending a car out to his event, unfortunately. Okay. Have you ever brought cars to Hershey, to the big the, the big big car show and flea market not, at Hershey? Um, we, we used to take cars out there for a number of years. We I know you did. a big exhibit at the hotel. Um, but I, mean, I, I believe in the early years of the, what they call the elegance at Hershey. Yes. The that happens there now, but in the yeah. last since I've been back at the museum, we haven't been able to send cars out. One of the challenges is this, you know, sending a car across country and, and somebody traveling out, it, it all adds up. And in a sort of museum world, we have a sort of, I wouldn't say limited funds, but certainly restricted. And there, there's great events all over the country, all over the, you know, yes, throughout the year. And, uh, um, it gets harder every year to, to decide which things I'm going to participate in. They get harder yeah. and harder. To do, go ahead, David. Tim, as as being in the museum business as you've been for many years now, how do you see? And and we always ask this, and obviously you're very involved with it, with getting kids involved. But how do you see the hobby from the classic? Is it? Do you feel like it's holding its own, falling off, or or are more people getting interested in it? You know, it's it, it's going through a generational change. Um, I, I think, and, and that that's not something unique to, to this generation. You know, it, it's happened in the past. Um, there certainly is a change. Of the, the kids that are coming up now, um, they're, they're they're interesting cars. There's obviously the, the, the Mustangs and the Camaros, and and uh, you know those and Challengers and Chargers. That has its its youthful following. Uh, obviously, the, the import and the tuna world has a, has a very strong following. When it comes to you know the era of the twenties and the thirties, the, the pre-war you know, classics, I think that that's certainly an area where um, it's. As I said, it, some areas of the collection seem to be a concern to keep people involved. 
Um, I think we have to keep people involved with cars, and their taste may change. I know when I look at the cars that I first liked when, when I first drove, you know, which was my like 17th birthday, um, they've changed a lot. But I think that, uh, you know, keeping, keeping all these events that keep people's awareness out, I actually did a talk to a group during the week. We were talking, we got touched on that subject. Um, and, and you talk about the, the organizations, you know, the AACA and the CCCA. And, um, so they are, when they first started, it was funny, you know, the Classic Car Club of America first started because they felt that their cars were too new to go to the antique automobile club mm-hmm. events. And that was back in, you know, the 40s. And if you look at the event in England, the London, the Brighton Run, um, you know, has over 600 entries each year. You know, their cutoff year is 1904. You know, nothing nothing built after the 1st of January 1905. And, and that's an event. Now, it's once, you know, it, in the big picture, it's certainly one small event. But n- nobody that's racing a, a pre-1905 car bought that car new or their dad did. That's a, that's three or four generations down the, down the, the chain. So I think it's just keeping people interested in cars and, and as their times change, I mean, I, I made a comparison of the, you know, the American graffiti car, you know, I'll say a car movie, but certainly movie with a lot of car focus that came out, and now Fast and Furious, you know, they're on Fast and Furious 5 or 8 or whatever it is, so it's it's just a different era, but I think the passion about cars, but I think there'll always be a change in, you know, what a certain generation likes in cars, and um we just got to keep that passion going. Well, I want to ask you too, with your with your western um, portion of the museum, do you all segue in from the Wild West or whatever you all classify it into the classic car and the importance of the car? You know, you you watch. I love old westerns, and you watch Wagon Train or you watch whatever it is, and and how tough it was to go from Missouri to California or wherever uh, by parse and, and buggy or, you know, and then the the amount, the revolution that happened with the car, uh, it gave everybody the freedom, and then all of a sudden you could go literally from coast to coast in your own car. You didn't have to depend on stagecoach or train or anything else. So do you all segue from, from the 1800s into the 1900s? We don't, as it relates to the two gallery spaces. They, they're two very different experiences from our museum and how we tell those respective stories. But what our docents do is when they're, when, whether they're visitors, students, or, or adults, come down to the lower gallery, um, you know, we talk about the, the very early days of motoring, and we have one of those examples of the Benz, you know, 1886 Peyton Wagon, you know, which is generally conceived as the, the very first automobile. Um, um, and they tell that story about, because obviously that, that happened in Europe, um, and they try and segue, you know, into how the automobile, uh, the development of the automobile from that. But, but from a, an exhibit point of view, they're two different experiences, but uh, our automotive docents do try to sort of start people off by saying, and the museum got one of these examples. They were actually, I think, commissioned by Mercedes-Benz, one of their major anniversaries 20 Not years many. ago. I think it's about 25 of them out there. And, um, you know, the original car exists. It, it, Mercedes doesn't own it. I think it's in a, a 
one of the museums in Stuttgart, not an automobile museum, but a history museum, but they commissioned these Benz Peyton wagons. They couldn't build them themselves because, you know, car manufacturer can't build an 1886 car, but um, <laughs> that really is, you know, the birth of the automobile was because of that. So that's how we tell that story. Beautiful. That, that's, that is very, very nice to do. Um, students, uh, give us kind of a number. What, are they first grade, sixth grade, high school, and, and how, how often are they in your museum? They, um, because as I mentioned earlier, because of the introduction of the Western Gallery, you know, we have a, we saw a significant increase in the number of the, of the school trips that come to the museum. We're open Wednesday through Sunday, so you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays are the days uh, that we are um, we accept school trips, and um, we're actually in some cases, you know, we'll have as many as from twenty five to sixty for one school. So they come on, you know, either one or two buses, and and we can have, um, you know, one in the morning or one in the afternoon. And and I think one of the reasons why we are able to get as many school trips as we do is the museum for a long time has had this program. We call it our, our Children's Education and Transportation Fund. Tim, I've got to interrupt you. We're up against a hard break. Hold that thought because uh, that's too important not to get back to. Let us take this break, and we'll be back with Tim right after this. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back with Mr. Timothy McGrain from Blackhawk Museum in Danville, California. Tim, thanks so much for getting up and being with us on the show. You were talking about the kids and how many come through uh, the museum, and want to continue that thought with you. Yeah, so I was saying we have a, a program. Uh, it's formally called the Children's Education and Transportation Fund. We effectively refer to it as our school bus fund. So we provide the opportunity for any school that needs to bring or wants to bring students 
through the museum that we will fully reimburse, reimburse them for all costs associated to transporting and bringing the students to the museum. Wow. Yeah, I think that um, certainly cool. helps some schools that they wouldn't have the budget to do that. And um, it, it's, you know, it's uh, where we're at. Um, I, we're, the we're, program started in 19, 1991, and I think at the moment we're getting close to, we're probably less than a year away from having our 200,000 students come through the school. Okay, with that, with that being said, you've got to be out on the floor some of the time that the kids are there. Can you relate just one or two of the stories that you've heard from the kids when they've, they've seen something that, you know, you're telling me that's a car? Or, you know, can you re- relate some stories that you've heard? Uh, oh, yes, we could do a whole show just about that alone. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's children do say amazing things and they ask questions and you, you, you sometimes you go, okay. Uh, I mean, f- first of all, they, they look at some of the older cars, uh, you know, and you mentioned the year. Um, I mean, I used to quote that, you know, my kids who are now 23 and 25 when they were young, I used to say, you know, you, you think your dad's a dinosaur. Uh, but you, you talk about old cars, and especially that car that I said, you know, the, the 1896. We, ha- we had a 1904 and a 1906. We had a 1904 uh, and a 1906 Cadillac on display not too long ago. And you talk to them and and say, you know, we've got a, an 04 Ford and an 06 Cadillac. And, and you can see their mind going, well, I, think my, I think my mom's got a Cadillac and I think my dad's got a Ford. And they're looking around and they don't see it. And, you know, when you say 1906 <laughs> or 1904, you know, their, their, their heads sort of just, they, they freeze. Um, you know, it's not that long ago that, um, you know, having a window winder, you know, was a normal thing. Kids nowadays, they get in a car and they look at this handle on the door that goes around in circles. They go, what's that for? Yes, um, yes. It's not going to be that long before a kid looks at an ignition key and goes, what's that for? Yeah, yeah. Well, now <laughs> I mean, you've got those little um, electronic devices, as I call it, a fob, and you just have it in your pocket and push a button. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's amazing. Um, do you ever do any outside activities with the museum? Like, do you go to events uh, not not just showing a car, but to promote the museum. We we do uh, as much as we can, you know, with a small museum crew and the, the docent, the wonderful docent team that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to do a, a number of, of outreach events in either the the East Bay area where we are in San Francisco or the entire Bay Area. Um, the, you know, we're very fortunate in the Bay Area, this part of Northern California. There's, there's a a lot of automotive. Um, interest going on, whether it's you're interested in, in classic cars, vintage racing, you know, with Laguna Seca to the south of us, and Sonoma Raceway, the Sears Point Raceway to the north of us. Um, in, in the hot rod and, and street rod culture, the, the Good Guys organization um, is just in the next town over, Pleasanton, and they do four large events here. I think the only marketplace they actually do four events. So, you know, wherever we can, you know, we're always out trying to um, take our sort of little traveling roadshow. And we usually try to take a car, but uh, we can't always uh, to promote the museum. In a couple of months' time, we'll be going down to Southern California to an event down there uh, to wave the museum flag. Um, Wonderful. You know, I've Good. been very fortunate to, you know, in, in, in other lives to sort of travel around the, both the country and do events overseas. And, you know, I remind people, you know, you never take it for granted that people know that we're here. Um, and, and tourists or, or tourist attractions or destinations like we are, 
Um, you know, there are there's always going to be a percentage of people that live within a stone's throw of where we are um, that haven't been there. I mean, I, I tell one of our board members, you know, if you stood on the Golden on the um, Oakland Bay Bridge and, and polled a thousand people, you know, nine hundred of them, you know, may, may say, "Oh, yeah, I know, I haven't been to Alcatraz. I pass it every day, uh, but I'm going." Um, it's just they that the, the place is right nearby, but you never take it for granted that people automatically assume that we're here. So we're always out trying to promote the museum and make sure people where we, we don't disappear off their radar screen of things to do. Wonderful. Now, do you have a restoration shop on site, or do you sublet your restorations? We do not have one on site. We, we are very fortunate that very nearby, uh, one of our board members, Don Williams, who's in the classic car business, he has a place where if we have a car that's going out to a show, say if Amelia or Pebble or anywhere like that, and it needs to have um, you know sort of a safety check or just to go through everything, the fluids and those types of things, we have a, a place we can do that. When it comes to restorations, um, we we don't necessarily get involved with the restoration world. But if a car needs repairs, as we know, you know old cars can be temperamental and, and things just happen, yes. um, then depending upon the era of the car or the nature of the car, it will go to you know a, a handful of sort of specialist shops that we use, whether it's a pre-war classic or a European, the 50s or 60s European sports car. So you don't own your cars mostly, you're, they're on loan for a while, or do you have a, uh, does the museum have a big collection of cars that they own? The, muse- the museum has, you know, owns some cars. And the other cars come from three private collections and, and have done for, for many years. So we're very fortunate that, you know, we have access to a, a collection of you know, sometimes between 150 or collections of between 150 and 200 classic cars. So we're, that allows us the ability you know, through these um, um, owners to be able to display cars and rotate them through. And um, It's always that fine balance. You know, we, we previously talked about the Afro Mayo bats, you know, we... We wouldn't rotate something like like that through because people come to see it. But um, I, I wish I had space to display all you know 150 plus cars at one time. Um, but, but we don't. But we do. We do frequent frequently adjust the car. So if if you're a member or you live close by and you come on a regular basis, you, you do see something different. You know, we don't change all the cars, but certainly a, a small handful. And sometimes that's all it takes. Sure. Um, do you have uh, food facilities on site, or do, uh, do, you, do you discourage we, that? We or? don't uh, in the museum, we're, but we're very fortunate. The museum is part of Black Hawk Plaza, um, you know, which is this Mediterranean-themed, you know, upscale um, retail and shopping plaza. And within that, there are six restaurants. So there's a real diversity of, of food opportunities, you know, right at the museum. Right. Okay. So we get the best of both worlds. We're able to offer our guests, you know, where they're interested in, in breakfast, Mexican food, continental cuisine, uh, a sports bar. Um, but we don't have to worry about the, you know, the food and beverage right. world. Right. Um, how about a gift shop? Do you have a gift shop? We do, but right at the moment, part of the museum is undergoing renovation, and the space that the gift shop was in is not so... So we don't have one open at the moment, but at the weekends, we do a a pop-up store in the lobby until the renovations are complete. Okay, excellent. 
Now, if I walked into your museum today, how many cars would you have on on uh, display? Fifty or a hundred or? We we have about fifty five cars on display at any one time. Um, we we display them spaciously. We try to make sure that you know if somebody comes to see a car that. You know, they're not seeing necessarily just a lineup of cars and you can get to see, you know, the front wheel and, and the whole front. But you get because a lot of our cars are, are styling cars, um, we display it. So if, you, if they if they can't walk around the entire car, they at least get to see a, a full 180 degree experience. So we use a lot more space for each individual car than, than some other museums do. Okay. What's what's it cost? We I'm just curious. What, what's it cost to, to visit, pay a visit? Our, our, our general admission uh, adult price is $15 a person. Um, we do um, an, a discounted ticket option if you buy your ticket online. And then for um, students and uh, senior price, it's $9 a person. And if you're one of the first 400 cars that comes to Cars and Coffee, we give you a ticket pouch, and in there is a complimentary ticket to come to the museum that's good for 60 days. Wow. Well, what about military discount? Do you have any... We do. We offer a military discount, and we have a lot of days during the course of the year where um, military is complimentary. Oh, that's great. beautiful. That, that's great. wonderful. I, I like the senior citizen part, too. Steve's very happy about that. Huh? What? <laughs> what? Uh, um, well, all right. How do we find you? Tell, tell us. I'm just, we got about 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Well, our, our website is, is blackhawkmuseum.org. We are located in Danville. Danville's in the, the, the East Bay area of, of San Francisco. If you were in downtown San Francisco and you went directly east, you know, across the bay, over the Oakland Hills, you find us. Walnut Creek is to the north of us and Pleasanton, Dublin to the south. Beautiful. Timothy Mc... Timothy McGrain, we certainly appreciate you being up this morning and joining us on uh, the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. We look forward to having you back on again, Tim, yes. if you don't mind. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. Thanks, Thanks. Jim. And we'll be back next week on the Classic Car Show with Steve and Jim. Stay tuned for more on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And speak to a knowledgeable